what is up everyone welcome back to the full 90 podcast today is part two with audrey where we discuss her financial journey through football um, obviously with audrey she has seen several different contracts throughout her career so instead of hitting all of them all 13 we kind of hit some highlights we talked about her best contract her first contract her favorite contract uh, and then i get a little bit of insight on the champions league specific contracts um, we then talk about club resources across some of the countries and clubs uh, and then the different contract structures, uh, which I find very interesting. Obviously, having played in several countries uh, with different stipulations, it, it gets interesting. Uh, and then at the end, we kind of talk about uh, the three things that Audrey looks for in her next contract. She has to improve on two out of the three, uh, whether that's level, location uh, or money. So. Yeah, if you guys are enjoying the show, uh, please leave us a rating and review and pass us along to a friend, colleague, teammate, uh, or an aspiring footballer. Without any further ado, here's Audrey and I. back to part two with Audrey. Now we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of her financial journey through football. Um, if you listen to the first episode, you've heard she's quite different from um, previous guests uh, in terms of contracts, clubs, um, and countries. So we're just going to kind of start off. Um, tell us a little bit about your first professional contract and kind of what that looked like structurally. Yeah, my first professional contract um so that was was in Iceland, and I've always based my contracts on okay, what's the cost of living in every country, um, and what can I get to live comfortably? Like especially in my earlier years, I just wanted to live comfortably. I didn't care about saving, so my first contract was I don't even remember the amount, or else I would share. But like yeah. it was enough that I just lived comfortably in Iceland, so it was a fair amount, um, and they gave me an apartment. Um, okay. I didn't have a car at that time, but I wish I would have. I ended up fighting for it because I didn't realize I didn't do my research on the country and know that Keflavik is not even close to anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up like begging for a car because I'm like, how do you live in Iceland without a car? I was like walking through snow and stuff. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. So that was something I wish I did the research on of knowing that I needed a car then. Um, but the money was fine enough. And then they also, um, made a deal with a local spot for food to give okay. like a percentage off, um, yeah. which helped a lot. I think that, I mean, I guess not a lot, but it's like something, right? It just like gives you something. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, food in Iceland is not cheap. So right, know, any help exactly. you can get in that, in that aspect is, can be huge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if you were to ballpark it, would you say like around 750 to like a thousand or? I'm pretty sure I made around 1300. Okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. But I, I mean, think. That's fine as, as a ballpark is more than, more than good enough yeah, for me. I think that's um, around. Okay. So then, um, like we said, you have, a, you've, had quite a few contracts um so we're gonna hit some high points so um 
next I'm going to ask what was you had a couple uh, like you said but what what did your Champions League contracts look like um you know if I don't know how drastically different they were but you talked about obviously having a, a Champions League contract where you were only there for Champions League so yeah. I'm so curious about that it was everything else like was the same besides what the duration would say so it would say mm -hmm. the start date and then it would say like when you're and like whenever you're kicked out of Champions League, then the contract ends. Um, okay. So in Kosovo, there wasn't like a ton of stipulations or anything. Like I only asked for a goalkeeper coach, an apartment and flights. Like flights are also I always asked to be paid for unless I was going on trial. Um, so they had me an apartment um no car because i was only there for a few months anyway so like it yeah. wasn't something that i felt like i needed to ask for and then um yeah and i think i made around 850 a month after taxes okay. um but in kosovo that's a lot of money like you could get like two way. dozen eggs for 50 cents so it was so cheap so it's always like in comparison to where you're living type of thing of course yeah was so did you have any like bonuses when it came to champions league or was no. it all just paid monthly it was all monthly um okay. i think at, like it would say if we made it to a certain stage then i would get a bonus but you know they always put those a little bit out of reach <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't very realistic that that would happen okay uh, did the contract look similar um, your second go around, like in Cyprus? Yeah, Cyprus was the same. Um, I think they paid me a little bit better. I honestly can't remember now, but paid me a little bit better. They had much better access to like a physio that was written mm -hmm. in there. Um, they also have just been, they're a very good club. So the president stuff takes care of all the players and everything very well. Um, so they really did good at like giving us food when we needed to. And um, we were a little bit lucky there because when we did do Champions League group stages, it was actually in Cyprus anyway. So we stayed at a hotel there and they fed us every meal. So we were just getting okay. paid really just to play. And we got access to a gym and like pretty much personal strength coach um, to take us through that as well. So it was much better circumstances in Cyprus versus Kosovo. Okay. Okay. Um, then what was your best contract? We'll say in, in terms of like, of money. In terms of money, Iceland was definitely, have, has been my top two. Okay. Um, and that also includes, I would always get a car. So this was a fifth mm -hmm. good and how cow slash how cow baking or they, they've all okay. honestly have been pretty around the same amount. Filker was obviously okay. the best. But um, mm -hmm. I didn't get a car full-time at Filke, only okay. part-time. Um, but I didn't really need it at that time anyway. You can take a bus or anything, or I'll just borrow a car okay. if I needed to. Um, but they also gave me a physio when I needed um, and access to gym and everything like that. Obviously, the access to pools and stuff like that always mm -hmm. helped too. And then the same thing, like with Filke especially – they also had a deal with a restaurant that you would get a certain percentage off or free um, for lunches on certain days. So that helps okay. a lot. Okay. If you could like ballpark the 
the amount you said they were all around like this similar what was uh you don't have to give us anything specific but like a, a ballpark would be so lovely. Fit was my best and that was around 2200 to 2300 okay. i was making good money <laughs> yeah. to be honest and um, like I said, on top of everything else, and I was getting taken care of really, really well there. Um, in Haukau Vikinger, I don't remember. I know that my minimum for those were, I think like 1700 was like my minimum. Okay. Um, I got, I would get a little bit more at Haukau, but I also coached. So okay. part of my contract was I coached a lot actually. Yeah. So I was coaching at least, let's see, two, four, six, eight, ten. I would say ten to fifteen hours a week. Oh, um, really? Okay. Like during the week, and then mm -hmm. any games or anything extra I would do. So I was also pretty much working for my money. I had actually, actually, this is a great point. And how cow I had two different contracts. I had my playing contract, and then I had my coaching contract. Okay. My playing contract, I didn't make any money. I only got the apartment, flights, and car. Um, in my coaching contract was where my salary was. And the way that they could also kind of do that is maybe I am more of an expensive coach to balance things out. But um, I was also a goalkeeper coach. So I was creating roles. They created a lot of roles for me to be able to work with yeah. the academy and do goalkeeper coaching for the youth and things like that. So I was working a lot, but it was based on like my coaching contract, not so much my playing contract. I also did that to help because I know how cow isn't fully professional. And I knew that we needed to bring in other foreigners and I knew that we needed money to be spread out. So I was fine with my salary coming from coaching at that point my career, like towards the end of my mm -hmm. career, I wanted to coach anyway. I knew I needed something else to do besides just play. So yeah. I was fine with my salary just coming from that versus playing. Okay. Uh, interesting. So um, I'll ask this next question and then, then we'll go from there. But what was okay. your like favorite contract? Uh, it doesn't have to be in terms of money. It can be just in terms mm -hmm. of like environment, team, you know, whatever whatever your criteria are. That's a good one. I used to always say that ISEN has always been the best scenarios um, mm -hmm. because I, they're much, they're much cleaner, like in terms of contract, in terms of like everything they provide. And like, I created a life outside of playing in ISEN by the end that something obviously was always drawing me back to Lisa league was competitive. Um, I was getting good reps. There was always goalkeeper coaches, at least sometimes throughout the week. Um, and people like appreciated, I think, the women's side more in Iceland than other countries. However, I really liked my contract in Spain because I got bonuses for wins and shutouts and stuff, um, mm -hmm. which was really cool. Um, that was the only place that I actually had that. And... Okay. I think I that was a missed opportunity, I think, on my part. Yeah. I think I should have forced that a little bit more in other in other countries and in other situations, but it was never like on my mind, I guess. Money was never like my number one. I just like I said, always wanted to make sure that I was living comfortably and then towards the end of my career also wanted to be able to save some. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh and then since it wasn't mentioned, I just want to ask directly about the contract in Denmark. Yeah. Um, 
what did that look like structurally and, and otherwise? I mean, it was just month to month. Like I said, low $600 a month after taxes um, with a bike. I think a lot of what they did was more out of good faith. And um, they really genuinely just wanted, wanted to take care of players. Um, flights were included. Apartment was included. And our coach was, again, really great about, like, if something needed fixing, he would come update it. Like, he was just very hands-on with taking care of the players and making sure they were happy. Um but the environment itself was just very professional. Like I said, we all lived, we all were only focused on football. So it was much easier to do um, and not have to worry about money, not have to worry about all these things. Like again, physio was always there. Strength coach was always there. That stuff was always scheduled for us anyway. So it was in the contract, but I never had to like fight to use it. Did you ever feel like it was a small town? Oh, it was so small. Yeah, okay. It was so small. We didn't do anything. Like, that's why yeah. we could bike. We could bike from one end to the other. No problem. It was so easy. Yeah. I don't know that we actually did much, like, besides play. I really don't okay. know that we did much besides play. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, And then I, I want to compare, like, the facilities and kind of – you've gotten at some club resources, but um, where were, like, the best facilities or best, like, setup? <laughs> club wise that you've had the best total has been Denmark and Iceland um okay. always some sort of gym always access to fields when you want it that kind of thing um France and Spain had good facilities gyms everything Spain didn't really have a good gym but um they tried and but like it was because of the situation in those countries that I didn't have a car and I couldn't get like I couldn't get to the stadium if I wanted to to do extra trainings I couldn't okay. take advantage of those situations like I couldn't take advantage of what was actually given um I also don't know that France like they had a really nice stadium it was like one of those old school stadiums like everything was built up it looked so old and like but it was so yeah. cool um but it wasn't like, and the gym was nice, but it wasn't like anything crazy and I didn't have access to it. Um, and then honestly, same thing in a lot of countries. I didn't have access to the fields to be able to go out and just play when I wanted to. So Denmark and Iceland pretty much were the only countries that I was able to do that. Interesting. Okay. And then uh, kind of my last last little portion is like a little bit kind of your personal finances, like how you spent your money. Um, but you've kind of gotten at that and you've basically just said a lot of your contracts, you wanted to live comfortably. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to ask like, at what point in your career did you kind of start thinking, okay, maybe I should start saving? Yeah. I mean, I always thought about it. Like I was always like, okay, mm -hmm. I always had a budget, especially I, I've always written everything down, had a budget. I learned like a lot of times I got paid in cash, which, you know, looking back now, I know why it's because they were avoiding a lot of taxes and stuff. Yeah. Um, so because I would have so much cash, I would have like separate envelopes of like, okay, this is how much you're saving. This is how much you spend on food. I would like keep track for the first month or so, keep track of how much I need to spend on food to like eat actually what I want and like enough and yeah. like everything like that. 
this is how much money you have like for fun stuff per month and then like have every envelope like separate. Um, I, so I, I'd always been thinking about that, but I would say for my first two contracts, something like that, once the level got super high, I was like, oh, I can wait like to save money. Like I just need to live comfortably for the level because I was like, once I make it and prove myself then I'll make more money next year, I'll make more money. Um, and that was fine. That's how I kind of always based it was like two out of three things always had to be good. Like one is like the soccer side, like the football side, the level, the training, all that kind of stuff that all had to be good. The money, um, what was that like? And then, um, like life outside of it. So the location, what country it was like, is the city nice is like, do I have other things to do? Like everything like that. So two out of those three things had to be good for me to accept a contract or for me to like feel comfortable moving forward. Um, and depending on what it was, like, again, it depends on the country. So like Kosovo country isn't great. The fields were terrible. I had gashes in my hips where like I needed stitches. Like it was so bad, but money wise, it was pretty good. And the exposure in champions league was supposed to like propel me forward and like do that. So I always kind of just had a balance of things. Yeah. I like that. That's those are actually the exact three things that I think about in every given any given contract. Like if yeah. I want to move forward, I have to move forward in, you know, two of two of the three, like you said. Yeah. So exactly. I like that. Okay. Well, I think that's kind of uh the extent of my questions. So again, awesome. thank you for joining and, and for sharing such details about your career. Yeah. Thank I you. I hope you got to enjoy it a little. Yeah, it's good to like finally be able to share things. Like you said, when you're playing, you can't really share as much, but yeah. I'm not playing anymore, so <laughs> <laughs> I can share it all. There you go. Okay, well, and uh, I hope you enjoyed listening. If you made it this far, I just want to thank you. I just know I appreciate each and every listener. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this particular show and this particular guest. Uh, if you're enjoying the show as a whole, I just ask you to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to, uh, and then be sure to pass this on to a friend, colleague, teammate, uh, or an aspiring footballer that you may know. Uh, and again, I just want to thank you for listening to the Full 90 Podcast.